0: Romas with Robohub, the podcast for news and views on robotics. Hello and welcome to the Robohub podcast. Today, we're at Promat 2019, where innovators and engineers from industry showcase their latest manufacturing, distribution and supply chain equipment and systems. As the largest expo of its kind in North and South America, Promat, which took place in April in Chicago, boasts everything for industry professionals, from manufacturing and automatic fulfillment innovation to supply chain inspiration. Our interviewer Andrew was there for the AI-powered robotic picking demos. And in this episode, we'll hear from some of the companies leading the use of AI to automate the picking of products for warehouse fulfillment. We start with Vince Martinelli, Head of Product and Marketing at Right Hand Robotics, where they develop intelligent machines that pick individual items flexibly and reliably.
1: Welcome to RoboHub Podcast. Can you please introduce yourself?
0: Sure,
2: my name is Vince Martinelli, and I'm the head of product and marketing at Right Hand Robotics.
1: Uh, so I'm asking everyone the same question. Uh, there are dozens of companies at Promat 2019 providing pick and place solutions. Some have unique sensors, others have unique gripping mechanisms, some have impressive system integrations, and almost all of them have some sort of AI claim. What makes you the uniquely best choice for your customers?
2: Good. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. That's a great question, of course. Um, So I'll answer it in a couple of parts here. First off, I think uh, the fact that we're delivering a completely autonomous, uh, uh, integrated robotic piece-picking machine sets us apart from some competitors, some solutions. Mm -hmm. Uh, The end customer doesn't want to buy just a gripper. They don't want to buy vision software. The challenge they have is a labor pain point. It's hard to find enough people to do this simple task. As more and more orders are online and there's more item picking in the warehouse, it's hard to find the people. So the integrated autonomous system helps address that key pain point. And that's our focus. That's what we do.
1: And and so if you, from a technical point of view, wanted to say you know, a capability that, that you're very proud of, uh, that you think your competitors might not be able to match, mm-hmm. does something come to mind?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're obviously uh, the company that uh, our genesis came from guys who worked on Uh, intelligent grasping systems and our gripper I think uh, at this stage is still unique and has some advantages of how we've combined uh, the best of suction uh, with finger picking with compliant fingers as well as sensing into the gripper so while it's in and of itself not the sole reason why we think we've got a great picking machine uh, it's certainly a a differentiator Um, and and why is that well again in applications like uh, e-commerce and other online businesses Uh, It's all about what's the range of items you can process with the robot. If I can do uh, uh, 10 items out of your warehouse perfectly all day, I can't keep the robot very busy, right? Mm -hmm. If I can do 100,000 SKUs, now the robot can take on a real task in the warehouse and help out.
1: So it's not necessary that it can do everything, but it has to do enough that it has a large percentage of the work.
2: Yes, yes, Mm -hmm. uh, exactly. For example, our, our current generation of Gripper, can handle up to items up to two kilograms of payload, right? So that's not necessarily everything that a customer wants to sell, but it's a pretty good chunk. I think uh, if you look at industry averages for online e-commerce, uh, up to two kilograms probably covers 85, 90% of the items that are shipping every day around the world.
1: Thank you for joining us for the RoboHub podcast.
0: Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it. Next up, Jim Liefer, CEO of Kindred, spoke to Andrew about their artificial intelligent robots for complex, unstructured environments, including e-commerce.
1: Welcome to RoboHUB Podcast. Could you please introduce yourself?
3: Hi, I'm Jim Liefer. I'm CEO at Kindred.
1: So we're standing here at Promath in front of uh, your robot. Could you describe to us a little bit about this physical setup?
3: Sure, so what's going on here is we have a, a solution that operates within the sensors centers, and we're autonomously grasping items that they come into our input bin, and then we're aggregating them into the customer orders for the output. So,
1: so within, uh, it's like a, I don't know, an inverted pine cone almost, a bunch of different chutes that surround the robot that it can reach. I see that uh, there's an industrial robot and a number of sensors. What kind of sensors are inside of there?
3: Yeah, so there's a number of uh, cameras and scanners that are inside that are assisting the robot. We use vision technology, and there's lighting in there for the algorithm.
1: And, and I noticed you have an interesting uh, gripper. Could you tell me a little about that?
3: Yeah, so the gripper. We looked on the market for a, for a gripper that would be satisfactory for what we're doing. We designed this ourselves. We, have a robotics team in San Francisco, designed it.
1: Okay, so it has a it has a uh, suction, and then once it sucks something up, it has two fingers that come out and pinch the object.
3: That's right. We singulate the item with suction, and then once we singulate the item, then we use the two finger to grab grasp it. So
1: there are dozens of companies at Promat 2019 providing pick-and-play solutions. What makes you the uniquely best choice for your customers?
3: Yeah, there's actually three for us, actually. So the first one you touched on, the, the extensive amount of AI that we have operating within the solution, that's number one. Number two, when our algorithm has confidence that is not high enough to execute its action, we have a human in the loop that helps the robot complete that action. And the third is, frankly, we've been in production for quite some time now, across two holidays, with multiple customers doing production every day. So that's what's up to the
1: So let's, let's dig a little deeper on the AI. What What is a world-class AI versus, you know, I, I downloaded off the Internet AI
3: for yeah. picking. So the AI that, that we're leveraging right now is uh, reinforcement learning as well as deep learning algorithms that we've developed in our in-house team.
1: And uh, where, where do you get the data to... to
3: uh, Sorry. Yeah, so for us, all of our training data comes from those production activities that I talked about. So at this point, we have millions of actions that we're training the algorithm with, and it gets smarter all the time as we go.
1: And you, you mentioned there are humans in the loop. How do you integrate both
3: AI and humans? Yeah, so the AI makes its initial pass at a confidence level to execute its action. And when it can't, we bring the human in. We have humans at our robot control center in Toronto and Mexico. They'll step in for about a second during the cycle, help the robot, tell the robot what to do in that moment. And then they, the human backs out. We then take that video data and we feed it back into the algorithm. So we get that up to the next step.
1: Thank you for joining us on RoboHuff Podcast.
3: Very welcome. Thank you.
0: And following this, Andrew moved on to chat to Pete Blair, VP of Marketing at Berkshire Gray, a company focused on solutions that combine AI and robotics in automating fulfillment.
1: Welcome to RoboHub podcast. Could you please introduce yourself? Sure. My name is uh, Pete Blair. I'm the vice president of marketing for Berkshire Gray. And could you please describe for us uh, the robot that we're looking at? In fact, the whole station.
4: Right, so um, the heart of what we do at Berkshire Gray is picking, item level picking, each picking, uh, small item picking. But what we do is we build that into a bigger solution. Uh, so for instance, what we're seeing here today is a conveyor integrated solution. What happens is totes of products arrive into a Pixel where we've got a commercial industrial robot that then picks items, places them into a, uh, a slide. That slide uh, then takes those items down and drops them into outbound orders. Uh, as the next uh, item arrives at the pixel uh, for picking, so it's basically continuous picking of items from totes into outbound orders, uh, built into a, a, a an intelligent infrastructure based around conveyors.
1: And and I see that you know the centerpiece of the whole design is of course the robot arm, and you can hear in the background maybe some squealing that's from the suction cup ceiling on a product. Uh, you know, very large hose compared to most people running down to the suction cup and
4: uh, I guess some sort of camera system. Could you talk a little bit about how the robot sees? Sure. So um, we use a, a battery of technologies. So there's vision, there's sensors, uh, there is a barcode, there is a gripping technology that's uh, proprietary to us, uh, and then there's a software behind all of it that includes machine learning uh, to both learn how to get better at picking items over time as well as pick items that it hasn't seen before. Um, so I guess you- we're touching on this a little bit, but I wanted to ask, So there are dozens
1: of companies at Promat 2019. What makes you the uniquely best choice for your customers?
4: So uh, there's a number of things there. So that's a great question, there's a number of things. One is we build a complete solution, right? So there are many um, people in this space who do a robot or do a component of the robot, uh, and they're all very good at what they do. What we do is we do all of the technologies built into a full solution that that a customer can deploy right away and get value from. So. It includes both the robotics as well as the software behind it. Um, we have an intelligent way, so it, our system recognizes each item uh, and it handles items differently. So some of what you heard uh, in terms of the, the vacuum and the suction, uh, it will be more or less depending on the item. It's a very crushable item, it's, it actually gives it less, uh, less pull. Uh, the path planning of moving items through uh, through space to get it from the inventory tote to the outbound order uh, that is specific to the item. It's a much, it's a bigger, bulkier item. Mm-hmm. You've got to swing out and move. So, really, item-based uh, handling of each individual item.
1: You, you and you mentioned that there's also some learned component, and I wanted to understand. Uh, you know, what sets the Berkshire Gray machine learning apart from you know something that you could do in, as an undergrad or graduate student. Uh, you know just downloading it off the internet.
4: Yeah so there's a couple of things that, that have to go into the machine learning component of what we do in, on the software side. Uh, one is we assume a real environment uh, where the data associated with items and inventory is very incomplete. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may be non-existent, uh may be wrong, uh, there's lots of different factors there. So we build our system to be able to work off of partial information uh, and do the best case and then it as it handles individual items, it will it will sense, oh, I could actually move faster. So the next time I handle this item, I'll go faster. Oh, I went to pick this up and I didn't have a good grasp on it. I need to pick a better grasp point next time around. So it learns that as it goes. So it learns to perform better uh, with each pick of known items. The next component is unknown items. So when faced with an item that's not already in the database, uh, it will do a best fit assumption that says, oh, this item that I've never seen before, looks, feels, seems a lot like something else that I do know how to handle. And so I'll apply those same techniques. I'll then measure how well those techniques worked with the same kind of things, as as I said before. Can I go faster? Do I need to grip it differently? Um, How's that gonna work? So whether it's a known item, it gets better over time. Uh, An unknown item, it can still figure it out in real time the first time of the season. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, it's my pleasure.
0: Next, Andrew spoke to Sean Davis, technical product manager for OZARO, a deep reinforcement learning tech company that specializes in AI software for industrial robotics automation.
1: Welcome to the RoboHub podcast. Could
5: you please introduce yourself? Hi, I'm uh, Sean Davis. I'm with um, OZARO. We're a startup out of San Francisco working on computer vision for robots uh, using deep learning and also the motion control systems for the robots.
1: Uh, Could you describe for us uh, the demo that you have set up here today?
5: Sure, yes. So we've integrated with uh, DEMATIC's shuttle system so that we're showing both the storage uh, in a warehouse setting and also automatic uh, decanting and packing of a robot, Uh, of a tote. uh Can you tell robot.
1: me a little bit about uh, the size of the robot and what it uses to, to
5: sense the world? Sure, yeah, so we're using a uh, FANUC uh, LR Mate in our demo, which is a bit of a smaller robot um, as far as the ones that FANUC makes. What that robot is doing is it's uh, taking items out of single skew totes and placing them intelligently into a pack, packed bin that would then be sent out to a distribution center or to a customer. And what is this uh, overhead camera system? So for our system, we just use typical commodity cameras. Right now we're using um, Intel RealSense cameras, but really our system can run with any sort of camera off the shelf. So there are dozens of
1: companies at Promat 2019 providing pick and place solutions. What makes you the uniquely
5: best choice for your customers? Yeah, so I think the most important thing for us is the flexibility. So we can run with any end effector, uh, whether it be antipodal, suction, Uh, any type of gripper, we can use the latest technology available from the hardware side and integrate that with our AI architecture in a short amount of time we can gather enough data to have our system running with any sort of hardware and that flexibility is really what's important for us. Uh, You're never going to be able to get one gripper to be able to pick up every single skew that we're trying to get.
1: You, You mentioned your AI architecture. I think almost everyone has some architecture.
5: How do I know if yours is better than theirs? I think one of the most important things is that you can take any item here at and throw it in the bin, and our robot will be able to pick it. What's a what's a kind of a challenging
1: item that you think you could pick that other people would have trouble with? Well, just
5: judging from the other so, uh, systems, they've all got relatively large suction cups, so what you could do with our system is just put a smaller suction cup on it and pick uh, individual pills out of a uh, bin of pills. Uh, I don't think any of the other systems would be able to handle something like that. And regarding your approach,
1: it seems today you're partnering with uh, Domatic. What do you say to other companies where they made their own custom hardware? Um, I
5: think that early on there was a big push for picking solutions to integrate hardware and software. And people spent a lot of time and effort on getting their software to work with their hardware. Uh, To me, that was probably an easier approach when you were looking at traditional computer vision. But with the flexibility you have with AI, it makes more sense to start with the software and integrate hardware with that software. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.
0: And last but not least, Andrew caught up with Eric Neves, CEO of Plus One, which develops software that tackles the challenges of material handling for logistics.
1: Welcome to the RoboHub podcast. Could you please introduce yourself?
6: I'm glad to be here. I'm Eric Nieves. I'm the CEO of Plus One Robotics. And could you describe your picking solutions for us? Sure. So we're looking at three robots here at the uh, Automate show. So one of them is our picking robot. This is a universal robot. It's a UR10. It's using our 3D sensors to uh, bin pick uh, different SKUs out of a tote for the purposes of uh, packaging them. So we do not just the uh, planning and such, but we also ensure that it will fit inside the outbound shippable. Um, we also have two additional demos here. One of them is a parcel induction demo using a Yaskawa robot and another is a second parcel induction robot using uh, an ABB system. Both of those uh, show our high-speed um, uh, software uh, which is kind of what sets it apart. So
1: there, there are dozens of companies at Promat 2019 providing pick-and-play solutions. What makes you the uniquely best choice for your customers?
6: Well, uh, all of those things that you've said are true, right? I mean, uh, there's grippers, there's the mechanics, there's, um, you know, certainly the, the web enabled piece. There's lots of elements that make for a successful system. Uh, what sort of differentiates plus one in the market has always been our speed. Mm. We are the fastest in terms of, uh, throughput out the door. So that's the only, that's the reason you see us in parcel induction, um, uh, as opposed to just in bin picking.
1: So the, these parcel induction demos are moving quite fast. Uh, what, what kind of rate are we looking at, roughly? Yeah,
6: so, you know, 25 picks per minute is, you know, a basement for mm. a parcel induction application. So mm. we're certainly north of there, but, uh, you know, those are much higher rates than you would typically get in a bin pick. And and
1: you don't think that competitors are able to compete on that? Why, why is that? Is their robot slower? Is their software slower?
6: uh you know the mechanics are what they are right mm-hmm. i mean everybody's using the same robots it's you know of course you have to look at your layout and the physics of the problem and acquiring and disengaging from the part you're dealing with all of those things uh what plus one does is focus on the vision piece itself mm-hmm. how do we make that the most efficient possible and not sacrifice the accuracy required for the task
1: and Uh, regarding you know hard to pick objects you know in the in the parcel induction they're they're fairly regular you know white bags or cardboard boxes Uh, what about more freeform objects
6: right so like we're showing here in our bin picking uh, as your variability increases uh, yes that uh, the vision system has to be capable enough to maintain some degree of autonomy otherwise you just can't sell it right you have to have 80, 85, 90, 95% autonomy from the robot itself. So if
1: you, if you have less than 100% autonomy, who fills in the gap? People
6: do, right? And that's why at Plus One, we always say robots work, people rule. People are better than robots at the variability that the supply chain is going to throw at it. So on those occasions, when the robot says, hey, I'm confused here, then it invokes its human crew chief, this person, that remotely sees what the robot is experiencing and goes, oh, I see now why you're confused. Oh, okay,
1: so there's a remote operator as Absolutely well. Absolutely okay. there is.
6: And clearly, every time that that remote worker you know, intervenes, the system gets smarter.
1: Thank you for joining us for the podcast.
0: So glad. Thanks. And that concludes today's interviews. As always, simply go to robohub.org forward slash podcast for extra content and all our past episodes. And if you enjoy our content, why not consider helping us to keep going? From just a dollar a month, less than the price of a cup of coffee, you can support the Robohub podcast so that we can continue to bring you the latest in robotics, including the latest from key international events such as Promat, ICRA and IROS. All donations, however big or small, make a huge difference. And thanks to our existing sponsors, our episodes from ICRA 2019 are just around the corner. So watch this space. Go to robohub.org forward slash podcast and read up about how you can become a patron. We'll be back with our next episode in two weeks time. Until then, goodbye. Promat with RoboHub the podcast for news and views on robotics